0: Hi there, and welcome to the Homestead Education Podcast. Do you have a homestead, farm, or just dream of a rural life? This is a show to help you, and your kids, grow your own food and grow as a person. I'm your host, Cody Hanner. I'm a homesteader, homeschool mama six, and small town enthusiast. I was raised by an old school rancher, and blessed by the grace of God to have been exposed to so much of what rural life has to offer. Join me every week to talk about homesteading, homeschooling, and growth with a homestead education. hi everyone welcome back today i have my friend janet garman from timber creek farms on and i am so excited to chat with her today about homestead
1: entrepreneurialship so hi janet
0: hi i'm so
1: happy to get to talk to you when we're not busy with crowds around us (laughs)
0: right so i have gotten to get to know janet over the last couple years at homesteaders of america and a lot of people do know her as one of the faces there but Janet has so much to offer when it comes to Homestead entrepreneurialship. And do you want to go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about you?
1: Sure. Um, so we've been farming our property, our family property in Maryland. Uh, we're near the Chesapeake Bay um, for about 30 years now. Um, started off with raw land that no one in the family had ever done anything with. that had been abused and neglected. Um, so that was a lot of work to start with.
0: I've always been a little like jealous of those who get to start from scratch. Yeah. But then at the same time, very thankful that I
1: didn't have to. Right. And the sad part of it is, is I have very few photos of the transformation Mm -hmm. from that period of time because it was 30 years ago and we didn't run around with, well, we didn't even have phones in our pockets and we didn't run around with cameras taking pictures of everything like we do now. Um, Um, But yeah, so we rehabilitated the property, brought the kids' horses home, um, ran a horse farm for several years and then just kind of expanded from there um, into goats, poultry, beef, cattle, pigs, turkeys. So we've pretty much raised everything. And of course the sheep are near and dear to my heart, uh, which was something I didn't expect, but you know, now I'm so, so proud to call myself a shepherdess. The last oh, I uh, love it. the last 15 years of having sheep has just been such a beautiful transformation for me, how I look at the world. And I just love anything to do with the wool industry. So I'm happy to be a tiny little part of it. So yeah. so that's how we started. And then um, you know, the kids grew up and moved out and got they their own that. lives started. They do. We have grandchildren, which is just the best. And um I'm kind of not quite there yet. I have a twenty yeah. year old and
0: eighteen year old. So I'm like I don't there. want grandchildren. No, not,
1: not quickly. <laughs> and um, it, it's a beautiful thing to be able to take this next generation and kind of walk them through what we're doing on the property because our kids didn't have any choice. Um, obviously, the grandchildren do have some of what of a choice mm. because they can say, you know, I don't want to do that, Graham. You know, like <laughs> I don't want to go to the farm today. You know, and and you know, you're, you're not probably going to make them unless right? you. Unless well, you have to, so. I don't know.
0: My daughter told me the other day she wants to be a vet. Always has since she was very little, and she mm-hmm. focuses a lot of her time on studying animal husbandry. She told me the other day she goes, "I want to homeschool my kids," and I said, "Well, how do you plan on doing that as a vet?" I mean, I I'm not saying I I agree with homeschooling, but what's your mm-hmm. what's your long term plan? Mm-hmm. She
1: goes, "Oh, I figured you'd do it." <laughs> <laughs> So in other words, she wants you to homeschool her kids. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like,
0: um, as long as you're down for unschooling, because I'll only be doing it on the days I feel like it. But by the yeah. time you have kids, I'm going to be retired.
1: <laughs> well, my one, my daughter-in-law has been grateful because her, the, the oldest grandchild in that family, uh, loves to do things with me. So, you know, like one day we just spontaneously made soap and I took pictures for her and I was like here you go I took care of this little step for you today she's like oh I'm putting this in her portfolio so
0: oh, you know, did they unschool?
1: turned it into you know turned it into a lesson in like you know, science or something for you know she had mm-hmm. all the pictures of my granddaughter making soap so she learned saponification yes so <laughs> it was great and um, you know we've done things like that, you know, little art things. And I'm like taking pictures so they can use it if they want to take a little bit of burden off of her. But um, anyway, so yeah, I've always kind of been one to turn things I love into a business, which I'm not sure that I recommend as a great thing for everybody. But for me, it's a natural inclination. If I'm enjoying something, I want it to be a big part of my life. And so the wool business became a, a business, you know, it was like we had all mm-hmm. these sheep and I'm like, well, I love yarn. So I'm going to create yarn from our farm and it's going to be beautiful. And, you know, then I got into natural dyeing and that was a product that we carried and taught classes and, you know, and I still do all of that. But then for some reason um, there's always something else on the horizon. And you know so, what?
0: Someone told me something recently that changed my life. Like it was the most, um, I felt the most seen and validated that I've ever felt in my whole life. Mm -hmm. Some people have hobbies. Some people have businesses. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) And And I was like, that is me to at.
1: It's hard to turn it off though, isn't it? When you're just oh. inclined that way, I can't, mm-hmm. that's the way my brain naturally starts to think about how can I turn this into something that's going to benefit other people and also return some benefit to us. So, you know, it's hard to say, I'm just going to sit here and do this, you know, and not share it, I'm not going right. to, you know, mm-hmm. I just naturally want to, help others do it too so <laughs>
0: I didn't really um, it was like a thing like like that people were wired that differently until yeah. I met my husband who's a sh- soldier and okay. he does what he's told when he has to yes and yeah. I do everything that my brain tells me to do all the time yes <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah and I and I often think that way too because my husband runs the main family business it's a generational business so he's like third generation and our boys are fourth and everybody just does that you know like they don't do and i'm not saying they don't do anything else that's not the right way to put it but he doesn't have the inclination to be like oh i think i'll start a woodworking business on the side or you know i'm gonna do this on the side or and i'm just like how do you just turn it off at five o'clock like how do you do that because i would love to just say like
0: what brings you joy and he's like oh. Like right. us, our life, I guess. And I'm like, yeah. okay. I know.
1: Yeah. How so monetize very, that? Right, it Sounds very similar, but, but <laughs> it doesn't have that creative aspect then. I'm like, but don't you want to make something or design something, build something? <laughs> He's like, well, I built the barns and many other buildings. <laughs> like, That's true. You work very hard. But he wouldn't do it if it wasn't for me bringing home more animals. So, and, you know, I actually,
0: I hear this a lot across the board with all of, I'm going to say the women, like the women that we come in contact in our business mm-hmm. are all very entrepreneurial
1: minded. It seems that way, doesn't it? I think mm-hmm. that's the circle that we're in. You know, we're, we're in that, that kind of realm and people are attracted to other people that understand that. So, yeah, you know, I think that's good. It's very encouraging, you know, for me to see other people doing similar types of lifestyle mm-hmm. and they're not just like oh I just do this you know <laughs> yeah. which is fine like I'm not criticizing people who are very focused and single-minded that's good great uh, mm-hmm. I just have never been that way
0: and well and so- then also like when I moved to the community I moved to which is a very small community that has always been very grassroots somebody told me if you live in this town you have to have six streams of income because one of them is always going to shut off
1: and mm-hmm.
0: and it wasn't a bad thing about that town. It was just how people function there.
1: Yeah.
0: And I yeah. it like just made so much sense to me that I always like, you know, especially when my kids were little and I was a single mom, like if I'm sick and I have to take the day off work, I don't pay the power bill. Mm-hmm. Like I literally, if I want to take, if I need to take a day off because myself or my kids are sick, I have to pick a bill I'm not gonna pay. Mm-hmm and I
1: didn't want to live like that anymore. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's a scary, very stressful style of living too. Mm -hmm. And so, um, now
0: if the pigs die, I don't have a way to pay my power bill, but at least, you know,
1: yeah, yeah. There's, there's (laughs) similar aspects to the farming multifacets that bring us income, but, uh, it's, it seems like there's always something to fall back on once you've yeah. built it, right? So it doesn't have happen. that
0: ability to be scrappy and learn something yeah. new or bring something into mm-hmm. the circle. You don't have to have that internal struggle of, right, how do right. I make this choice?
1: Yeah. So we were talking about this the other night at dinner because um, Gary had seen an um, uh, organization that was looking for writers and he was like, oh, I saw this, you know, and I was like, I'm pretty maxed out right now. I <laughs> think I actually said that. I oh. was like, I would like to not be totally lunatic on you know, every level. Um, I said, I'm sure somebody will, they will find writers. I don't need to join that one. Um, but I think that that's something I can fall back on because I have been writing for so many years mm-hmm. for various publications that if we had to pay a bill and there was nothing else, I could probably reach back to those resources and say, hey, I am available. I can write you an article on this, this, or this and see if they bite. Um, So I have a lot of those contacts like kind of in my background, which Mm -hmm. is super helpful. Plus, you know, my blog brings in money without me doing anything anymore, right? Mm -hmm. I update occasionally, go in and look at some old articles and update them, make Mm -hmm. them a little more current. Basically, it's just... Uh, passive income now. And people do still find it because it's been around so long that it has a lot of Google juice. So, you know, when they search for something, I'm still coming up there. And every time that happens, I get paid, even though Mm -hmm. I'm not charging, right? It's all ad income, very passive. Uh, So there's things like that that are- And sometimes uh, it
0: doesn't feel like that right away, but it
1: builds- it does build and you have to stick with it for a number of years. And uh, unless you just, I don't know how you would, there's not really that much viral material left out there to, to do in the blogging industry. So you have to really build your, not. build your following, keep sending people to your articles and eventually mm-hmm. it starts to pay off. Yeah, you
0: know, it really, and it's also like people wait to hear what book I read next. Yes. And so I know that once I finish my book, even if I just post it to my stories for like 24 Mm -hmm. hours and add a link to it, that Mm -hmm. my affiliate sales are going to spike right then. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. I find that with my weekly newsletter that Mm -hmm. whatever I, stick in there is, hey, did you see this lately? Have you seen the newest book we have out? Have you, mm-hmm. um, you know, read this article that I wrote last winter? It will help you get through this winter. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of remind them that I have a varied amount of resources out there for them to check into. Yeah. And you get into like a groove with that of it not being salesy. You know, yeah. it's not like the whole purpose, I've made it the whole purpose of my newsletter to not be salesy, but helpful. Yeah. But I can still direct them to things that are going to bring me some passive income without being like, please go read my new article so that I get some views. You know, <laughs> like, yeah, that would be well, yes. uncomfortable.
0: I like to give them some little like tidbit into our lives. And,
1: mm-hmm. you know, then I
0: go into, you know, yeah. Hey, I did take the time to write an article on how to what to do when your garden froze. Yes. I put the effort into that and the work into that. And the way I'm going to get paid for my work is that I also put a link in there into the zip, the brand of locking bags or whatever that I used to all my, you know,
1: all of those things help. Right. And when you actually start after, and trust
0: me, we're not getting paid a ton for it. No, no,
1: we're not. But when you start to look back and you start to add up all of the little bits of money you get from all of these different avenues, Mm -hmm. you start to realize you are contributing to your family's income in a significant way. You know, Mm -hmm. you might be like, oh, I only get 50 bucks from Amazon for mentioning things in my blog posts or on social media. But when you add that to that, $50 pays my
0: internet bill,
1: right? Several things that are coming Mm -hmm. in. And now you're looking at several hundred dollars you know because you've built this and I just say to people you know it's not going to be built overnight you know you're not going to but having your own website as part of your um, entrepreneur life is something nobody can take away from you Um, you know whereas social media can switch and change and everything else but having your website and your email list is your gold Like that's, that's what you need to protect the most, in my opinion. Um, You know, everything else could go away, but you would still own those things. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it, there's so much movement in some of these things. And I even was thinking when you were talking about, oh, I could hop over and write write an article. I see so much now where people go, oh, you can write a whole book using AI and you don't have to Oh my God. I know like, it's so it just scary. Me, it not. Yeah. It makes me sick to my stomach. Like yeah. not only is it scary, it's taking away that like mm-hmm. personal piece yep. to it. And that those personal experiences that that's mm-hmm. why I reach for books, you know, right. I mean, I love historical books and, you know, ag history and that type of stuff, mm-hmm. which is all facts, but those stories and that personal touch and somebody yeah. else's point of view Is Mm -hmm. what draws me to them,
1: right? And then, and you know, we used to hear back in the day, you know, that machines were going to take over people's jobs, and they, you know, they wouldn't have their jobs in factories or assembly lines anymore. And this is the same thing; it's just hitting the intellectual community. You know, Mm -hmm. people who want to share their ideas in written form, AI is going to make that more difficult, and it's already Mm -hmm. hard and. It's already, it's hard, already enough. hard enough.
0: Yeah. And then, I mean, Have you been to a
1: McDonald's lately? Mm-mm. Okay, it's like... I don't have any kids at home, yeah. so I don't have to go to McDonald's.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, we live an hour yeah. and a half from the closest McDonald's, but we drive cross-country mm-hmm. several times a year, and sometimes yes. the only food that's available when you roll into a town at midnight is McDonald's. Yes. So that's what we go and get, and there's nobody at the counter. Uh. You don't order from a person anymore. Oh, and okay. yeah, you order from a machine and some of them even have machines. There's like maybe one person there just making sure it all comes out. Exactly. We just got a dollar general in town. Yeah. This is how far out we are. We just got a dollar general. <laughs> and I mean, I was, I was kind of like, you know, I'm going to, boycott it but you know then I needed something
1: (laughs) and we literally have nothing
0: like we have like a grocery store you know yeah and then we did that we did have a it was called Bonner's bottom dollar and it was like our dollar store yeah and they decided to go out of business when Dollar General opened like she just was like I'm not even gonna go down that road I'm just shutting down you know and um Mm. so I had to go in there to get something I didn't even see an employee and I checked myself out and I oh. left. Okay. Yeah. It was that, the weirdest thing.
1: That is weird, especially, you know, you where you say like we're what you're way out in the country and uh, you're not in a big bustling city. Oh no. and to think that it's come that far, you know, that, Yeah. uh yeah, I'm not I'm not super comfortable with all of this. Um no. although we got our
0: first fast food restaurant, a Sonic, and there's like 15 kids work in there so that's kind of cool oh that's good yeah Yeah. (laughs) I enjoy that (laughs) that is good I mean like I'm a homeschool mom that I'm a 4-H leader and my kids play ball so I know all these kids and it's awesome right (laughs) yeah
1: so that is fun yeah that's good well I think we need to definitely have more employment for young people so that they know what it's expected luckily around
0: here they can still get jobs on farms so that's good yeah
1: yeah so yeah I highly recommend that people like don't build their whole um online uh identity on social media because it's really not in my opinion it is not um uh, it's not good longevity wise like you're there's just too many variables there that
0: mm-hmm.
1: and there's no one to talk to when you know your account is suddenly gone right and how <laughs> many how many times have we heard that? You know, now yeah. those people are they can't even log back into their account because it's been taken over somehow. Like my
0: Facebook ads got shut down at one point. I mean, that's mm-hmm. like the only place that I advertise because yeah. I can't figure out how to work Google ads. So if somebody is hearing this and wants mm-hmm. to help my Google ads, somebody please, help her, please. Please reach out.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, it, you know everything is just really hard online, and it takes a lot of time if you have a problem um i will say i was pretty amazed recently with our amazon account for the book um the publishing company um there was a problem and it said have someone call you and i was pretty much like okay and you know my phone rang right after i clicked that button and i answered it and it was an automated response but one of the options was to stay on hold and wait for a, a representative and the person couldn't have been more um knowledgeable and helpful and kind and didn't rush me and explained the whole problem to me and just reassured me that it was going to be taken care of and oh, that it would all, i was like because the whole time you know when i was setting up sawdust publishing i was setting up the amazon account to sell books and it was like a foreign language i was struggling big time. like <laughs> I,
0: so my listeners don't listen to this part but I do, <laughs> I do sell my books on amazon and i do that because i work with so many co-ops and mm-hmm. charter schools that sometimes have to go through an authorized yes. dealer so i'll sell my mm-hmm. books there but i mean they take it's really hard to deal with and they take a huge chunk huge more than my website takes you know Mm -hmm. and you wait weeks for a payment yep and so but I but I do want to meet the needs of my customers so I am there
1: yeah that's why we're there too for the same reason some people are not comfortable with small entrepreneur websites and mm-hmm. putting in their, um, payment information. And I understand that even though we do have security yeah. and secured uh, links to everything, but I understand that. Um, if you've been burnt, you probably aren't that willing to try again on another one, but, uh, yeah, Amazon is no gift to entrepreneurs. Um, they take such a big cut and really you know, I, ex- I explained that to all of our authors, um, that, you know, you can go ahead and promote your Amazon link, the Amazon link to your book if you want to. But here's why I don't recommend that you do it. Because not only are we going to take less, you're going to take less too. Because I can't pay you for something that we didn't bring in. So, yeah. you know, I can't give you royalties on the full price of the book when we only made three-fourths of the price. Exactly. So, yeah. so-
0: you kind of told us how we how you got into the fiber, but let's mm-hmm. hear
1: about how you got into okay. sawdust publishing. Yeah, so I love um, I love the name by the way. It's I, just so... that's because we have a sawmill, and so <laughs> it, when I did the first self published book uh, many years ago, um, it need I needed a publishing name, mm. and so I was just like, I don't know. Everything we do comes from the mill, so I guess how about it's the sawdust? You know, like it. <laughs> So that's where it came from. And um, yeah, so I had a really, what I consider a really lucky break at one point in my career. I'd been writing for some magazines and a publisher contacted me and offered me a book deal and I was wow. a- amazed. I was yeah. like, because I had talked to other publishers before and a lot of them wanted uh, me to write about things that I didn't feel comfortable writing about that I didn't feel were the right practices or I didn't feel was the right voice for me and so you know I'd I'd been trying to break into the publishing world but I just hadn't really found a good fit and then uh, Skyhorse Publishing contacted me and they were so good to work with um and pretty much gave, you know, I said, I can only do what they wanted me to do if I can tell the why behind it. So the first book I wrote for them was 50 do-it-yourself projects for keeping chickens. And what they really wanted were plans and um, ideas, things that I've made because we do a lot of do-it-yourself.
0: Yeah. And
1: so they had picked up on that and they wanted me to do that. And I said, that's fine. I will do 50 projects for you and I will explain 50 projects, but I need to tell why, why do you need nesting boxes? Why do you need Uh, perches? Why do you need the certain things that you have for chickens and why do we build them ourselves? So, you know, they were fine with it. They were like, sure you can. So I put in all the chicken care behind the project. Like why is it?
0: That and my reason for that is we okay, like you know, what does Joel Saladin call it? The homestead tsunami. Yeah. I say it's like a learning revolution, but mm-hmm. it's people have realized where we went wrong and they're like racing back to their rural roots, their it's yeah. like the westward expansion, but it's out of the cities, you know. Yes. And people are so excited and mm-hmm. they want to learn but they don't know what questions to ask because they yeah. haven't been exposed to it. And so yeah. teaching the questions that people don't know to ask, that is yeah. absolutely what we need to be doing in our yeah. realm of what we do.
1: So I, I totally agree with you and I, and I won't do anything without explaining why it's necessary to do that. Yeah. Um, and so that book came out and then um, it's been out, number of years now maybe eight eight years i'm not sure then i had an idea well then the publisher wanted me to do one on on goats the editor and i was like mm, not ready that was a lot of projects 50 projects right so I was yeah. like, so uh backyard and I've, goats
0: are liquid you need to have like watertight fences and that's a lot of work
1: <laughs> do-it-yourself projects for chickens came out in 2017 i think
0: nice
1: and then right away, she was like, do you want to write the same book, but for goats? And I was like, no, no, we're not physically ready for that, you know, because it was a lot of building and a lot of materials. And I had another idea. So I presented my other idea to her, which was um, resulted in this book, oh. which is the Good Living Guide to Keeping Sheep and Other Fiber Animals. And I said, what I want to do is write the story of Wool to product, you know, whatever you do with your wool, all the yeah. different aspects. But I wanna highlight the people that are doing it. So in between the uh, parts of the book, I um, added things like uh, here's a sharer, you know, and here's her working uh-huh. and here's her words. And so I highlighted them and kind of spotlighted what they do. That is and, beautiful. yeah, it was all people from all across the country that I interviewed and told their story. So that was, that's still my heart book. Like that book is everything I wanted to give back to the wool community is in that book. It's a beginner level. What should you do if you're thinking about getting uh, fiber animals? How do you care for them? What do you need to think about? Mm -hmm. But the story behind the story too, like not just, oh, here's what you have to do. You have to shear and you have to do this with it. You have to do that with it. Well, then what, what are you doing it for? You're like, Mm -hmm. okay, what's the purpose? Right. um so that was great then I finally agreed to do the goat book I did the goat book (laughs) so so the chicken and goat books are like companion books and then I have this book and um and then I turned down a couple because they just didn't feel right and uh, then I started kind of writing some other things and did um a book on natural dyes and how to how to use natural dyes and helped my daughter do her cookbook and, you know, just kind I of saw that. And I did a children's book and, you know, so I was kind of like thinking and I'm like, you know what? I come across people all the time, particularly at HOA, at Home Stars of America every year that are like, oh, I wish I could write a book. You know, I wish right. I could write a book. I wish I could do what you've done. And, and I'm I'm hearing all this time after time. Right. And I was like, I know how much it costs to produce these books. I could help people do this. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I think that's the the thing that stops people is they don't Uh have that resource, right? Yeah. Well, we're at a different stage in life. We've already put our kids through school. We're empty nesters. You know, our yeah. mortgage is paid off. It's not like it's we're rich.
0: Expensive but, to print books, which is yeah. I mean, that's a lot of people are like, oh, your books are so expensive, must be nice for you. And I'm like they
1: oh. have no idea what you paid to make that <laughs> make that happen. But you know, I I just started thinking like I think there's a way to build a company where people have a say in what they're writing what they're publishing um but if if it's money that's the problem for them getting that book in print I think I can come up with a way for it to happen and so that's what we built our premise around our business plan and so far we're one year in it's working well four books I mean I I was gonna say I think I have it sitting right here
0: I have um Rachel's Um, book yes and yeah, it is Rachel's beautiful one, and I like, love it uh-huh. um this isn't my copy this is a copy she sent with me to give to other people so
1: good good <laughs> um, so, so it looks all brand
0: new my copy does not look uh- <laughs> brand new
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that book was a phenomenon um I knew it would do well in a niche market mm-hmm. I had no idea how big that niche market was um in exactly. you know, that we've already we did a second printing within four months uh, we've sold out completely.
0: I love it. They just gave me chills because I love her story. I had her on mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah. and
1: Yeah. She's amazing. Does a wonderful job at explaining why sheep are a viable option for dairy animals. So many people have caught on to this and she's really encouraging this whole another field of dairy, which is wonderful. Yeah.
0: I grew up in a very fiber heavy area okay i never even thought about Mm -hmm. sheep dairy and then after college one of my friends who was an animal science major with me she ended up uh managing a sheep dairy and i was like this is a thing like yeah i just didn't even know
1: yeah yeah we had a sheep dairy here in maryland for a long time they've just recently shut down because nobody wanted to buy it and they were getting to retirement age. And so they shut down and sadly I did gift her a book. I was like, well, here you go. You've, you know, you've inspired others and you should have this. Um, it's, it's, that was an amazing book and I'm so grateful for it because I really think that it, it kind of put us on the map a little bit as far as a new publishing company. Um, and then we did three children's books last year too, and they've all done very yeah. well. So and I
0: have those all listed on my what my homestead kids are reading blog. So yay. hopefully so, that's sending some traffic thank you. to you guys as well. Yeah, way. thank
1: you. Um I'm really excited for those people because everybody has story ideas. And you know, we we can't do everybody's books, but oh. there are a number of books that really need to be put out there and yeah. So grateful to be able to help these people become published authors and you have know, a book in their hands. So exciting. Feeling,
0: it's I always wanted to be a writer. Uh-huh. And I didn't know what I wanted to write about. I have like 20 different books I started and never finished. Yeah. And now I have 12 15 books I've written and self-published and have Amazing. out there. And it feels so good. Like yeah. I just, it's,
1: That's
0: I don't a good, even, I can't even explain the
1: feeling. I know, I know. It's amazing. Even as And adult? I love it when these people get their, their first few copies that I send to them when the books are done. Oh. I just love the whole feeling of it. Right. Yeah. It's just like, oh my gosh, you know, they send me pictures that their husband took or their wife took of them holding yeah. their new book. And, and I just. I feel that because I, I know how overwhelming it was for me when I got a copy of my first book, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, so. even as a self publisher, like
0: I, one of the things I teach on, cause I, I teach people how to like find reliable sources. I even say yeah. like, it is such a beautiful thing that there's so many self publishers out there now, but make sure you're researching them
1: Yes, mm-hmm.
0: because people yeah. can go say whatever they you want. Know? Yeah.
1: So as no, I told you, I before, love that we, you're
0: giving people that um, validation behind yeah. their books that somebody else has looked at it and you know. And
1: we have a we have a wonderful team. It's it's all very professionally done. Um, nice. our design team is, you know, they have years and years of design work behind them. Um so they're you know, we're not their biggest customer, but they are uh, working with us and I'm so grateful. Oh, that's uh, wonderful. My daughter is an editor and she is also now my managing partner and uh, she's a homeschool mom herself. Love it. <laughs> and it's so cute because her oldest, my oldest granddaughter in that family has kind of started like putting little tidbits out there. Like, well, I like this book, but not because of this, you know, and she's, she's doing her own little like critiquing and enjoying the process and So it's, it's been fun. And then we have, you know, we have all the other aspects. We have proofreaders. um, We have backup editors for when we have too much going on at one time. Um, And, you know, we have a bookkeeper who's keeping it all uh, legit. And because that's not my strong suit, I would just be writing checks like all over the place. Like, Oh, okay, sure. Here you go. So she's (laughs) keeping, she's keeping me on track, you know, as far as that and how many Books are sold, and when we reach royalty phase, and you know keeping it all straight, so um that's super helpful uh so yeah, it's all it's all coming together. I think building a strong team, even though they're all part time um was the best thing I did to start this. It wasn't all me, I knew it wasn't gonna be all me um I couldn't have done it um I don't have the skills i'm I wouldn't even know how to lay out a book um So I would be like in a program, just popping pages in there. Like, here you go.
0: (laughs) I love, (laughs) I wrote this curriculum and I have a friend who's writing a curriculum now. And she's like, how did you know how to put it together? I'm like, I picked a curriculum I like, and I emulated it. Yes. And she's like, well, I want mine to be totally different. I'm like, oh, mine's totally different from the one that I emulated, but I didn't even know where to start. Yeah. And that's, yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah so yesterday was exciting um, in in our little company too because we um had three we had three contract three signed contracts for this year returned so we have three new authors um we have two that carried over from the end of last year that are going to be published this year and um and one other one that had uh i guess had carried over also so we have Pretty much filled our publishing slots, uh, for books to be produced before HOA in the fall. Either from people who want to make sure that their books get before the biggest audience that we have all year. Oh, I 5, run 000... my year from HOA
0: yeah. to HOA,
1: mm-hmm, right? Yeah. And so it's it's been it's been great. Last year was wonderful to be able to present our mm-hmm. books. I do there my releases the... is in August, so that. Mm -hmm. yeah so um and then you know we still have a couple slots open for the year but one of the things i told my team when i started this company was i was not going to run a business that overran us Mm -hmm. so we're being very careful with our publishing calendar and how much time it takes to edit and proof and layout and go back to the author and get revisions and all of these steps take time and you don't want them all clogging up at the last minute together because then it's like, um, (laughs) nobody needs that kind of stress. You know, this is not what we're here for. Let's do the best we can with the people we can. You want to be able to
0: revel in that beauty revel in that moment when Mm -hmm. That mm-hmm. author gets their book the first
1: time. Exactly. And yeah. I don't need it to be a big business. So, you know, that's not my goal. I'm not trying to take over the publishing world. I am mm-hmm. offering an avenue that's going to be right for some people. Yeah. You know, we don't, everybody who, che- who checks in with us and gets information does not sign up with us. And some of them, we have to say, this book is beyond our scope. We're not going to be able to do the legwork for this because there's too much legal input that needs to happen because of what you want to say, you know, and I need to be careful of that. You know, I don't want I don't want to be in certain arenas where I have to clear it beforehand with a legal consult. You know, like I don't want that headache. Uh it's not that I want to you know it's not that I don't want to promote provocative um material, but there's just a whole lot of publishing law out there that I'm not up on and i don't want to make that mistake um so you know one of our books i had to like do a little bit of research because they wanted to mention a big company in it and i looked into it and i was like this company is not user-friendly in that way there was tons of lawsuits against other authors who had done similar things and mentioned them in books and i was like just got to take it out if if you leave it in we're not going to publish it so if you can't you know, you can't find another way to do that portion of the book, then um, we're out, you know, so (laughs) those, those kind of things that come up, but um, I did promise the team that, that we were not going to be the kind of, uh, you know, just hurry, 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 hurry life, you know, like, okay, Mm -hmm. you got to get that done. We have to get this done. I want to just, it in around our family lives our homestead lives they're all homesteaders of some sort you know there's other things they have to do and they all have other jobs so yeah. you know I try to respect that with every decision I make from my level
0: and well and part of you being a homesteader is yeah our lives are busy but you want to keep that same yeah feel in your life and I yes. I can
1: respect that <laughs> yeah yeah I don't I don't want to be crazy <laughs> already enough crazy probably already there right (laughs) yeah it it happened
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean I think just following that homestead path sometimes you Mm -hmm. hit on that crazy a little because there's things and things I pursue that others Mm -hmm. are like what are you thinking you know why are you thinking (laughs) (laughs) why
1: are you even doing that yeah so yeah, this year for the farm, we're going to do our first uh, legitimate uh, CSA, probably wow. starting That's small. Funny. Yeah, I'm really excited about that, but um, local uh, supporters of our farm have um, asked me to um, to do that. Last year, we had an awesome garden, I was giving away produce every week. and. I mean, I preserve a lot too, but I couldn't even keep up with how much we had. Um, So I was giving it away and people were like, why don't you just do, you know, boxes or something? You know, they didn't know what a CSA was, but they were like, you know, people would buy this. And I was like, Mm -hmm. I don't need, I don't need to sell it, but here's a segue for you. I didn't need to sell it, but one of them reminded me that we have a charity And she said, why don't you grow the produce, sell it and put the money into your charity? Love it. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? (laughs) Because yeah, you're right. I don't need a dollar to sell you a pepper, but I know where that dollar can do some good. Yes. So let's
0: hear about your charity.
1: So yeah, so last year, this was actually my husband's baby he wanted to start a 501c3 that helps homesteaders that have a devastating loss being involved in HOA as long as we have from the beginning we've just seen so many times where people in the homesteading community either don't have insurance don't have any community backup don't have family and something happens and they're wiped out and now they Mm -hmm. can't grow their food they can't pay their mortgage like you know a lot of it is living very close to the edge yeah uh, for a lot of people and it's just really sad on his heart and he really wanted to um find a way to help to do something but you know people don't want handouts you know they don't want they don't want somebody going like yeah so he wanted to make it like a way that would be positive for them uh-huh. And so anyway he came up with um, hope for homesteaders and that's the name of it. Um, so we've helped three families so far with it. Um, we seeded it to begin with but now it's all kind of running on donations um, which are tax deductible um and so people have just been very generous about you know making donations of any sort of ta- you know type, um, and is it set when, up on your website where people it, can just go and it has its own website. It's all okay. completely separate. So it's hope homesteaders and you can make donation. You can donate right from there. Um, or you can send in a paper check or you can catch us at some kind of event. Um, the next one we'll be doing is the, uh, the April business event for homesteaders okay. of America. And, then we'll be at the McMurray Fest out mm-hmm. in Iowa this spring. Um, so yeah, it's been wonderful and there's been a lot of uh, well, I call them God moments. you know, somebody uh, had requested aid, and we didn't have it. And we we made it happen. and it happened. We gave them what they needed. and um, and then just a few days later, a donation came in for exactly what we had come up with so it was like exact the exact amount and i was like oh. we don't talk about it you know we don't talk about the money we don't put that on social media that you know somebody needed one thousand eight hundred fifty two dollars to put up a new <laughs> you know new fence or new chicken uh-huh. coop. we don't talk about it like that it was the exact amount and i was like i i didn't know this person i'd never heard of him and i was like I, I just was floored, you know, so That's beautiful. I love I, that. I, I think the hardest part is just the, um, the building it as a name that people can trust that we will help people um, both on both sides, because, you know, we keep saying we need to hear from the homesteading community when they know of somebody who needs help. Mm-hmm. So that we need to know that there's a level of trust that, you know, it's not somebody who, you know, doesn't really need the help, but they're like trying to get some help, so you have to be really careful. So we do have yeah. a board of directors that looks into all the stuff that happens, okay, so that's you know we do we do investigate a little bit as much as we can um mm-hmm. you know if somebody says they had a fire, well, we need to see that there was really a fire, you know yeah. like we can't just take your word for it, um sad but true um. And there's no limit on it. It's in the United States. So it's not like we're just doing Maryland or we're just doing the Eastern East Coast. You know, it's like but we do heavily look into the the problems that people say. So and some we like,
0: Just set up um, like say <sighs> so you're like, oh man, your whole house burned down. Like obviously we don't have those type of funds. Right. Have you considered setting up like a separate page on your, like a landing page on your site, just or uh, raise money for that incident? Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. We would definitely do that. Um, and I would definitely also with their permission do um, newsletter and social media promotions for that purpose. And they, people can designate like, you know, Oh, I just want this to go to the Jones in Alabama you know who had the flood. You know, please d- direct my donation there. Oh, that's wonderful then, that you do yeah, it that way too. Yeah, and then you know, also we tell people. I get any- that there's times
0: that like there something happens. You know, like you said, a tornado comes through and takes out someone's <sighs> fence, and they have no way of containing their 150 cows. Right. Let's let's get them a fence right now. You know.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And we have the ability to do that quickly too. Once mm. we've guaranteed that it is a true problem yeah but you know we can we can make it happen um you know in real time you know because you can do lots of different wire transfers and stuff like that so we can get the money quickly if people are working with us that's the thing and we're we're fine with being totally transparent about it i mean you know we can show them exactly what we've done with the donations i love that there's it's not necessarily like Ours, I feel like it's the communities, you know, it's it's like, yeah, we went ahead and set it up, but it's not, it's not ours to own. It's everybody's to own. Well, and I really
0: think that the homestead community, it's a whole, I don't know, I don't even know what to call it. It's uh, outside of community. I mean, I've joked that it's a political party. It's a, (laughs) but we are all, we're there and here for each other in a different Mm -hmm. way for strangers and people across the country that couldn't have been that way, you know? Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that we all kind of can easily think there, but for the grace of God go I, right. We can all easily see like things that happen on a farm that devastate you. You could, I mean, this all started from the tornado that took our farm out and that was a 20, twenty twenty. Two, Mm. no, one. It was 2021. It was June 2nd. That's the day I remember that. I'm just like, is it, was it two years, three years? Um, yeah, wasn't even expected, you know, it was just leveled us. And we were insured, so we were, I don't want to say lucky, but we were blessed by having insurance, yeah, because they covered us recovering all the buildings that had to be repaired and all of the tree removal that had to happen. And, you know, the everything, it was totally devastating, but we had some extra funds from that afterwards, after we were done repairing. And so that's what we decided to do with it. So, that
0: is so special. So, so we're yeah. getting a little close to the end of our time. Yep. Um, I like to ask everybody, what does keep growing mean to them?
1: Mm -hmm. I think for me, and you'll totally understand this, I think, Cody's, (laughs) keep growing, but learn how to scale. Um, Scale is a big word for me right now, as I've taken on the publishing company. And in addition to the yarn business, is there's just a lot of things you can do, but are they really going to fit well into what you've already got on the books. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that learning how to manage it all is going to be the growth issue for me going forward. Um, It's just, you know, yeah, I, I can do a lot of things, but I need to figure out like, what do I want to do right now and Mm -hmm. focus a little bit on that. So those are, those are a little bit tough for me because I want to do it all. Like, you know that right there is growth accepting yeah. the fact that
0: you need to scale and limit and be mm-hmm. intentional about what you're doing
1: yeah yeah because everything that. can take everything can take you like too far right you yeah. can you can end up being like I don't want to do any of this anymore because it's just burnout such a huge thing yeah yeah um. So tell everyone all the places they can find you. And of course, I'll link everything in the show notes. Sure. So the the website is TimberCreekFarmer.com. Instagram is uh, Timber Creek Farmer. And Facebook is my name, Janet Garman, Timber Creek Farm. And what else? What am I missing? I have YouTube, but I don't recommend it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm very I'm very awkward on video presentations. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah so i can do this maybe if i only did interviews on youtube right. that would be great so, you know, my daughter
0: this. and i do this thing right before we hit play on the camera and sometimes we'll video it too just so we have it where we're like <laughs> yeah and like get of our wiggles out and stuff you know <laughs>
1: that's great i love it oh yeah. we have all these
0: really great ones with like yeah so if like- you
1: <laughs> if you stop by um Special. I'm on Instagram, I guess, primarily. If you stop by, tell me that you heard about me um, on this yeah. um, interview, because I like to know where people come from. And I'm not an entertaining account. I'm more of an educational account. I want to help you raise healthy animals. That's the premise of my Instagram, is doing healthy things with, you know, farm life. So keeping your animals healthy is one of the main things that's perfect so everyone go say hi to janet
0: and yep. say that you uh saw her on the homestead education podcast
1: yes so thank, <laughs> thank you so you. much janet and look forward thank to you. you again this was wonderful thanks Curry.
0: did you enjoy today's episode if so please head over to your favorite podcast player and leave a comment and review this helps me to know what you're enjoying and helps others find an episode that can help them Thank you for joining me today at The Homestead Education, and I hope that I have given you something to think about this week. To help others find me, please comment and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. You can also follow me on Facebook at The Homestead Education and Instagram at homestead underscore education. Do you have questions that you would like answered or just want to say hi? Please email me at hello at thehomesteadeducation.com. Until next time, keep growing!